0: Hello, YouTube family. Good to see you guys. Hey, I am. Accidentally, I accidentally hit the go live. So hopefully we will see you guys hopping on soon. Oh, where am I? What am I doing this morning? Um, let me just make sure everything is set and on. All right. So today, you guys, we're going to talk about that the narcissist is worse than you think it's absolutely insane but it's true narcissist uh you know when you think you figured it out when you think that it's it just can't get worse or that this person has a conscience and you think that maybe they're going to they're going to come around right they're they're going to be sensible and that's when you realize I mean, you're you're on a different mindset than they are. And actually, you probably won't realize this for quite a while. And the thing is, when you keep pursuing a narcissist and hoping that they're going to change and hoping that they're going to make sense one day or that you can reach them, you, you're going to try for a long, long time. And they may give you glimpses of uh, conceding or compromising or understanding, right? And they'll interact with you, but then you just don't quite ever achieve ration, ration, uh, reality with them, right? They're just not rational. And then they flip out on you and you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? I thought they were becoming logical. I thought they were becoming reasonable. I thought they were coming, they were in reality. What happens is they lose their mind. Uh, we're going to talk about that today because. Narcissists are able to trap us. They, they sound so normal, they sound so reasonable. They seem as if they, they're they a normal person. You know, if you watch any of these um, serial killer thriller, not thrillers, what do you want to call it? Uh, reality interviews, that type of stuff. I'm watching one right now. Let me see. I'm see. I watched one called Con- Conversations with a Killer where they actually interviewed several or a few different killers. And um, they're just crazy. They're absolutely crazy. And yet they can, for a period of time, appear normal. They can act as if they're likable, they're charismatic, they're friendly. And I have seen this over and over again with people that you and the reason why we, we don't survive in this world with them or in their world is because we, we, cannot, we, we can't live in this fantasy, bizarre, crazy town that they live in because the rules are constantly changing. They change what is good and what is bad. They change what they want from you. You can never achieve. Uh, you can never make them happy, right? They'll set certain standards and goals and whatever. and But then when you try to, to accommodate their rules or their uh, requirements, they'll change those on you. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well today. The worst thing that I have seen about narcissists, though, is that they will, they have this switch that they turn on and off. and. You think, you know, when they turn it on and they're happy and they're easygoing and they're likable, you think, oh my gosh, this is going to work. This is going to be great because they turn on the best things that they've learned from other people. They, they've learned how to behave. They've learned how to be a good person. They've learned how to be interactive. Oh my gosh. I'm watching this show right now and you think it's called, oh yeah, Married at First Sight. I think it's called The Knot or something like that. Good morning, you guys. Glad to see you hopping on. Dave and Phoenix, good to see you. So what happens in this show is I'm watching these couples, and I'm only partway through. What am I on? Episode 13 or something like that. If you guys want to catch up and and watch this, at first you're thinking, you know, you're rooting for them. You're hoping things are going to work out. But then they start to show cracks. And there's one particular... There are a couple of different couples in there that I have problems with, but there's one particular one, and you'll recognize it right away when you see him. He's completely uh, obsessed with his hair. He's completely obsessed with the way he looks. He thinks that he's, you know, immensely attractive. And to me, he's looking uglier and uglier every episode I watch. This is the narcissist. However, you're going to see... You're gonna see him turn on the charm, though, and he captures. So they get married. They start over. So they get married without even seeing each other. They get matched up by professionals, right? Psychologist and I don't know, social person or pastor. I, I don't even know what their titles are. These three um uh, experts. They match up these these people to get married. They get married at first sight. Uh, the day they meet is the day they get married, and they. The, they have to work, you know, supposedly they have a background that's supposed to make the, their relationship work. And if they're honest with the experts, it should work. And what you're going to see is a narcissist is not honest. They want to believe the best of themselves, whether it's real or not. There's another couple where there's a guy who, who does this and whether he's just exaggerating or he's um, just flat out lying, his wife is not certain of. But to me, it seems like he's just flat out lying. He's living in some fantasy world that he's created for himself. This is not the hair guy. So this is the other guy. Actually, there might be, I'm trying to think if there's a third person that I'm not sure of. But these two, huge red flags. I don't think that the um, second guy I'm talking about right now who's exaggerating everything is necessarily a narcissist. He definitely has emotional issues where he doesn't seem to be able To tell the truth. I mean I'm not quite sure what creates a person to be like that where no matter what they'll they'll exaggerate and lie. It's it's insane to me. Um, But in his mind he does act like a narcissist in that he he twists things in his head to believe that what he's saying is true. So if he believes what he's saying is true then to him it's true even though it's a complete lie. For instance he was telling his uh, wife that he got this uh, this job as a principal while they were on their honeymoon, right? So they get married, and then they take some pictures, and then the next morning they meet their in-laws one-on-one, well, you know, without the spouse, and and get to know the other fam- side of the family a little bit. And then they go on their honeymoon. So once they get to their honeymoon, you know, um, you think, oh, it's one of those reality shows where they're just going to sleep around. and and. I'm glad to say that it's not that, for the most part, right? It's not really that. They're actually people who are thinking. Most of them are thinking they want to be married. They're they're tired of being alone. They're they want to find their right person. They've dated around. They're not meeting their soulmate or whatever they're looking for um, in the traditional way. So they they do this experiment. So they go on the honeymoon, and then things you know. Are supposed to be pretty exciting on a honeymoon because you're you're in a fantasy world there you, you don't have bills to pay you have maid service for your room you have room service if you want you know meals delivered to your room you, you get to go out on the dime of the show you don't have to spend any of your money so they don't have any worries they can just focus on who they are with each other but that is not reality you guys reality is paying the bills and going to work and coming home tired and having to get up early in the morning and taking care of the home. You can't just dump stuff and expect a maid to come in and take care of it. You're going to have to take care of it. So these couples are thrown together immediately and now they have to show um, who they are with each other. But there's this one guy who in his head, he believes what he's saying is the truth, so therefore it is. And let me get back to this. So he tells his wife that that he, during the honeymoon, that he's a, he just got this job offer, a promotion at his current uh, point, you know, place of employment, the school that he works at. And they're giving him, he gets to be an assistant principal or something like that. When they get back from the honeymoon, he tells her, well, you know, he was supposed to start the job on Monday. And instead of starting the job, he tells her suddenly, well, I turned it down because it wasn't exactly what I wanted. All these red flags are coming up at this point. I mean, it's ridiculous that a narcissist can tell you a flat out lie and then expect that you will believe it. So he's telling her that the day he's supposed to start, he decided not to go in because he's turning it down. Who does that, right? Who, Who does that? And second of all, what do you mean it's not what you expected it to be? You didn't even show up to work there. So how do you know what it's supposed to be? He says the terms have changed. People don't change terms of your employment the day you start. You know, uh, you can come in and then find out that you don't have the responsibilities you have. You find out it wasn't exactly the kind of uh, job that you wanted it to be. But you find that out within a few weeks of doing the job, not before you even start the job. And especially the day you're supposed to start the job. So he's already lying to her about... Having this principal sh- job and he said that it nearly doubles his salary so she's thinking okay he's stable this is good he's being um, responsible this is good yeah and then and then he tells her well no I'm, I'm not doing that I'm accepting a different job with a different school doing something completely different he's doing before and after school care now And what I know about that is I don't think they get paid very much to do the before and after school clubs, right? Um, Unless you're the owner of that club, but he's just a worker for that club. And now he's still refusing to show her any paperwork to show that he actually is what he says he is. And he expects her to trust him, just trust him with no proof of anything, just what he says, You guys, if anybody does this to you, run, run the other way. When I see this couple, I just think this is horrible. And sadly, she's trying to make it work. She's not exactly perfect herself, right? She's kind of harsh and, but she has a right to be because she wants to know the truth and he's not giving her the truth. You guys, um, there are times too that I feel like, you know, am I being too harsh? Am I being too unyielding? Do I, you know, but you have to stick to your guns. There are certain limitations and they're not unreasonable. It's not unreasonable for a wife to know exactly where her husband works and what he does. And more than just from him telling her, like, this is somebody she's getting to know. When you're dating somebody and you're getting to know them, you can't just believe everything they say. You want to see that their life and their uh, the people in their life kind of complement what they're saying, kind of support what they're saying about themselves, right? If they say they have a loving, wonderful, close family, you're gonna to wanna to see that their family interaction. You, you don't wanna see them like never go to family functions, never have their family over, uh, never speak to their family, and yet they're supposedly very close to their family, right? You know, it's just stuff like that. You need to see the follow-up. And this guy is not showing any follow-up to anything that he tells her. And in fact, there are other times that she's caught him. For instance, he says that he's a yoga instructor that he teaches at this yoga studio that he also attends, right? So they have a date where they're supposed to go to the yoga studio and have a class together. So she gets there. Um, I guess, I don't know if she got there with him. That was kind of unclear. But she asked the girl in the front at the desk uh, if she, you know, she's looking for her husband who, who teaches there. And the girlfriend's like, well, we don't have anybody of that name who teaches here. We have somebody of that name that cleans the place once in a while is the janitor. And then she finds out that's what he is. He's the janitor there. He cleans up the place now and again. So I'm wondering if that's his job. Like he he cleans this yoga studio and he gets paid for that. And then he insists that once in a while, like once a month when an instructor doesn't show up or for whatever reason then he'll take over the class so he's taught that is different than teaching you know leading somebody to believe that you're an instructor there and this is the way narcissists think they feel like well I, I taught there I taught at least one class there so therefore I teach there and then he goes on to tell his wife I teach at this yoga studio You guys, in a narcissist's brain, they think that they're not lying. They actually think that this is the truth. And they cannot understand when you question it. They think then that you're attacking them if you should dare question that they actually work there. And she did. She questioned. She said to him, you told me that you're an instructor there. I talked to the people there and they don't know who you are. And I mean, they do know you, but they know you as the janitor. They don't know you as a person who instructs there. You know, can you just tell me that you don't really instruct there? He goes, well, you know, when a, you know, I think what happened is one time, one time they needed him to, to maybe lead the class. And maybe he even just took over and led the class without telling people that the instructor didn't show up. You know, it's, it's just crazy to me how narcissists place themselves on this higher level of authority and power, and they take on this, this title, even though it's not their title. Like, for instance, he was saying he was the principal of this school. He's going to become the principal of the school. Come to find out, this is not what they are offering him. They probably did not offer him at all. An assistant principalship. They probably said that he could work with the principal and you know work closer with him and maybe come alongside on a track to become an assistant principal. And here he is, you know, looking at the assistant principal salary and assuming that he's going to get paid this. Narcissists will hear what they want to hear, and then they'll assume, they'll accuse you of of what they thought they heard and. They accuse you of a contract they thought they had with you. The narcissists are absolutely insane like this. And and I'm not saying this guy in particular is a narcissist, but he's a liar. He's a liar, and he lives inside of a fantasy world where everything that he interprets is good for him, like puts him on a, in a good light. And he wants to interpret that way, and he wants everybody else to interpret things the way he does. Um, that's not how life works. And if you ever get caught up with somebody who's doing that to you, run, run as far as you can from that. This is not just a dreamer who wants, you know, to, to set high goals and achieve them and even has, you know, someone who has goals and wants to achieve them will actually have steps on how to get there. They actually make progress. They, they, they investigate, they find out what it takes. They talk to people who've arrived there. Or, or people even on their way in that direction. If you want to learn how to climb a mountain, you're not going to just say, okay, I'm just going to go to Walmart and get some uh, boots and and uh, a hiking stick and some shorts <laughs> and go for a hike and climb this mountain. I mean, you're going to set yourself up for a disaster. The person who really wants to climb a mountain will look into the mountain that they want to climb, right? They find one like, oh, this one's close. I can do this in a weekend. I can't, you know, they, they scope out what it looks like. They talk to other people who've climbed the mountain. They, they talk to uh, the people who work there at the park, in, you know, the national park or the wherever the visitor center is, and they find out what they need. And then they start accumulating skills and they start accumulating the items that they need to do this. People, but narcissists, they don't do that. They just assume I just show up and I'll be able to achieve this. That is how the crazy town is in a narcissist's mind. The other guy I really wanted to talk about, you guys, in the show is, um, so if you're just showing up, it's uh, married at first sight. The other guy who's completely enamored with his hair and his appearance is a total narcissist. And in fact, I think what has happened, and I'm only like 12 episodes into this. I I haven't seen, I don't even know how many episodes there are. But apparently he's been in contact with the, the wife's friend, one of the wife's good friends, who I guess they started communicating through Instagram. He says that she contacted him. That's very possible. She probably did. And then she was probably flirty with him. So this is not a good friend, by the way. So her friend is a horrible friend. And the husband is a total liar narcissist. So, the two of them have been communicating back and forth through text, and they both have now erased their entire communication. And so, she can't see from either one of them what, what, you know, if this has been totally innocent and you're just talking because she wants to give you insight into how, you know, I operate and what makes me tick and what would be good, you know, what, what I would love for a husband to do. Then that would make sense that they would show her what's going on in their conversation. But they both have deleted their text. If I were this woman, I would run. That would be it. It It's like, no, this is done. But there were so many other things before that. He didn't even move in with her. So at the end of their honeymoon, they move into a neutral area, um, uh, an apartment that where they're, they can bring some of their things, but generally it's a neutral area. So they get to work on their relationship and bonding and still go to school, but um, not be encumbered by their luggage, right? All, All their junk that's at their places. So this guy does not even move in with her. He says it would not, it would actually hurt their relationship if they moved in together. And what boggles my mind is that the experts are not holding him to this. They're not saying, you know, they said to him, you you do know that a husband and wife, they live together. Like, you cannot, as husband and wife, live completely separately and think that you're working on your relationship. And then he doesn't have any interaction with her, except for when the cameras are there. So he only shows up when he knows the camera crew is going to be there. So this guy who's a total narcissist and into his looks and, and is enamored with his own hair, you can tell that he's only doing this to try to to take advantage for his career whatever his career you know for his business I think I think he's a, a workout instructor nutritionist something like that but he also hopes to do modeling which I guess he, he'd done a couple of shoots for some minor modeling gigs so it absolutely looks like he's using her but he says the right thing This is what narcissists will do. They will say the right things and she's hoping for the best. What she's not recognizing is that it is far worse than she can imagine. What he is doing in the background and behind her back is far worse than she can imagine. And the only way that a narcissist gets away with things is when they're not around 24-7. They know they can fool you if they're not around you 24-7. Because if they're around you all the time, you get to start to You start to see their mask. You start to see that their stories don't line up. Like the other guy I was telling you about who lies flat out about what his profession is, who lied that he was a a yoga instructor. He, gosh, I I don't even know where to begin with this guy. There's so many things that he says about himself. He says that he works out six days a week and that three days he does yoga. Um, And you kind of wonder because he doesn't look like he's in the best of shape either he's okay but he's not in the best of shape and you're like if you're working out six days a week what the heck is going on right this is not looking right to me and where are you working out i don't know how much his wife knows about where he goes or what he does when he's not home and that kind of reminds me you know um i've watched documentaries in the past where Husbands, when they went through the depression or through um, recessions in their economy, doesn't matter what country it was. I think it was one was Great Britain and one was here in the U.S. Um, When they lost their job, they would continue going, getting up every morning, getting dressed, getting their cup of coffee and driving off as if they're going to work. And then for an entire year, the wife has no idea the husband has not been going to work. That's, to me is lunacy, right? What? Where the heck are you going? What are you doing? And there were these husbands, one of them would just go and sit at bars and strip clubs all day. It's disgusting, right? He's a horrible person. And he started some kind of a um, Ponzi scheme where people were giving him money, thinking he's investing it. And he was instead spending it on a, a stripper. <laughs> And it was the stripper that that exposed his whole gig, his whole fake life. Because she comes to the wife and and is like, wait a minute, you're still married? What the heck, you know? And actually, she got fed up with him before that and um, was trying to dump him. And he, he would stalk her. So she goes to the wife, finds out he's still married, and exposes everything. Well, you guys... Narcissists live in this bizarre world where they can make you think they're telling the truth because in their head, they actually twist whatever facts and reality are to fit whatever their story is, whatever their narrative is. And people will fall for this because they will stare you right in the eye. They're the kind of people who can pass the lie detector. They can look you right in the face, Tell you a complete lie because in their head they believe this lie for themselves like they're, they're believing it for themselves to be true it's almost like a method actor who has to trick his own mind and his own body and his own hormones into thinking that what what he's doing is real you know the people he's interacting with are real characters in, in his life and method actors come off as if they're recreating this real person, um, this is what narcissists do. They live as if this is their reality. They talk. I'm sorry. They don't quite live it that way. They talk as if this is their reality. And then people buy into it because they believe that that the narcissist can't possibly lie to them with a straight face and and repeatedly. Hold on, you guys. I got to do a few things. I forgot to turn on some lights. Uh, I don't know if that helps. <laughs> All right, so narcissists—it they look so real, they sound so real, they sound so earnest, they sound as if they—they they mean what they're saying, because in their heads, they're—they're they're convincing themselves they believe this, right? So the guy with the hair, he has been lying nonstop to the wife and to the the experts, and he he puts puts on the charm and he acts all friendly and he has you know they have a great time when they're with their friends and they're laughing and then even time when they're away from their friends but the you know the camera crew is still there he puts on this show and she thinks that this is the real him it's not it's not the real him he's still putting on a show and that's what narcissists do they pretend who they are for your benefit to get what they want And then once they get that, they're done. So far, this guy has not gotten it. I think one of the experts has hit it on the nail. He says, uh, one of the experts, I think is the pastor, says, um, I'm not sure if he's just playing to the camera because he wants, he thinks that if he sticks through with this and doesn't give up, he'll look like the good guy. I think he is absolutely right about that. So this narcissist thinks that I just have to act nice and everything in front of the camera and not get upset and put on this whole show of what a nice and fun guy I am, but he refuses to live with her. You can see that he doesn't want to interact with her. He's already, he slipped, his mask slipped the night of their honeymoon, I guess, where he tells her, I'm not attracted to you. And I guess because she was probably trying to be affectionate with him and he didn't want that. And so he had to scramble. He, he was put on the spot because he absolutely did not want to be uh, intimate with her. So he had to stop that in its track. And to stop it in its track, he had to expose the one truth he's, he's told the entire time, which is that he's not attracted to her. Um, how they are not focused on that is beyond me. How, how, how she's able to let that go is beyond me i think it's because sadly the experts are giving her false hope that his attraction to her will grow and it's like well how is it growing when he's not spending time with her how is it growing when he's only there when the cameras are on you guys this is a total like dream setup i think for a narcissist because they're getting the attention that they want they're getting a camera crew that's paying attention to them that's bringing them things that's around them that's interacting with them and The camera crew is there to, when the cameras aren't running, they're actually very personable and friendly with the characters that are there, right? So he's enjoying all of this attention. And in the meantime, he's acting, he's giving her false hope. Well, you have to be so careful with narcissists because you're thinking like what you're getting in front of you is the total who they are but they are not showing you their psychosis. They're not showing you how absolutely evil they can be. Someone who can lie to your face and completely uh, manipulate you is not a good person. Someone who sees you as a a means to an end to achieve their happiness is not a good person. This is an evil person who can do that, who can treat another person like this. Guys, I don't know if I can move this so that the, there is so much glare, but I will have to figure that out next time. Oh, you guys, let me answer this before I go into another group of narcissists. Where, what happens that's so much worse than you expect? Dave says, I am in love with a narc. She discarded me after I spent eighty wow thousand dollars on her without, wow, sex or a kiss. I thought she wasn't an art but a single mother who was struggling. Now I have nothing. She made me feel like trash. The last thing she told me was that only to call her if I want to help her. I feel so used. She also told me that I was miserable. Oh, wow. Dave, if you're still on, I'm sorry that I hadn't responded to this. I, the messages on my phone disappear and I forgot to set up my cam my um not camera my uh computer to watch the messages scroll up. You know, this is exactly what I'm talking about. They are so evil. They they are cat they catfish people, right? What what has happened, Dave, I'm sorry to say, is that you've been catfished. And the fact and I've seen this happen before too, where they'll they they act just like this guy with the hair. They turn on just enough to keep you interested. They they are playful enough to make you think that they're they're a good person. They're flirty enough to make you think like they'll look at you as if they're uh, lusting after you or they're interested in you it's all an act it's all an act and i'm sorry to say this the best thing that has happened for you dave is that she's now gone you have to cut your losses and move on i know you're devastated and you think that all these little things that she gave you along the way all these crumbs that she gave you along the way are the is the reality but the reality is actually what she ha- is doing right now. The other 90% of the way of the time that she treated you, that's the reality. The 10% of the time where she was good to you and was uh, flirty and friendly and funny and sweet and considerate, that only happens about 10% of the time, you guys. And, but it happens enough that you feel like there's something here. And as I'm watching this show, Married at First Sight, you see it played out. And the thing I like about these shows is that when you're watching another couple go through what you went through, it helps you to wake up. It helps you to to get grounded in reality. It's devastating because it is far worse than you thought. It's not that they ever were, you know, you, you will want to believe that maybe in the beginning they were in love with you. Maybe in the beginning there was something there and they were honest with you and that um, you you were a good judge of character because you were able to determine who they were at the beginning, right? But in reality, they are not who they, pro- who they projected to be at the beginning, right? They're, they're not, that's just an image and it's just a hologram really of who they are, but it's enough to entice you and make you think that they love you um the worst thing about a narcissist are the psychopaths, right? Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. I want to get in I, my mind is racing all over the place and see so many different stories. But I want to get to this serial killer. I think his last name is Lucas. It was horrible, horrible. I'm watching the show. Let me see what it is it called. Um, oh, I don't remember the name of the show. But it's following this guy through he's a necrophiliac it's disgusting it's disgusting so after he commits the crime then he has intimacy with the body and then he chops up the court corpse and okay this guy confesses to having murdered like a No, more than 100, like 300. I can't remember how many people. It's absolutely insane over a period of eight years. And so they've arrested him. They're going through this whole process. I'm watching this um, show. It's a couple of episodes long, so I haven't finished it. But the people who've dealt with him say that it suddenly... Oh, okay, I'm getting these two murderers mixed up. Um, they're, oh my gosh, you guys, psychopaths, the absolute psychopaths. They they seem normal, like at, at the police <laughs> precinct. He's friendly, he's funny, he's inter- he interacts with the police officers. The police officers treat him in a very friendly way. Of course, they're being professional and they're not really friends with him. But um, to watch the camera, the, the film of him, the filming of this interaction that he has with the police officers, is so creepy because you think like he seems so normal in many ways and of course he's not and he befriends this woman who I'm not sure if she's a nun or she's just a, just a Christian somebody or other who decides that you know she goes to prisons and hands out Bibles and she go she befriends this guy and uh, gives him a Bible and she baptized him and she really believes like he's gonna go to heaven He's totally playing her. This is a total psychopath playing this woman who comes in and like holds his hand and talks to him. Of course, he's behind bars. So this is the only way to have a relationship with a psychopath is when they are behind bars. And this woman actually thinks this is a relationship. She actually thinks this is a friendship. She thinks that the interaction that they have while he is behind bars is the real him. What she doesn't understand is that if there were no bars there, and she were he was able to get her to the side of a road that's empty and there are no uh, no uh, I want to say viewers but witnesses around, he would do to her what he has done to the other three hundred women. It is so much worse, you guys. Narcissists are so much worse than you can imagine. You hold them to the standard, or not just you, we do. We hold them to the standard of that we live by, right? We think that they have a conscience. We think that they can't possibly keep lying, right? Because there must be some truth. Not everything that they do is a lie. But you guys, everything they do is a lie. Everything. We can't imagine it because there are moments where they're nice, they're friendly, they're affectionate, they're considerate. They, they do uh, grand gestures and you think nobody's ever done these things for me. So this must be a real person. They're just playing a role. They're playing a role. If you guys want to learn more and watch a, a series, uh, it's called Dirty John. You got to watch this. It's absolutely insane where the guy, his entire behavior with this woman is a total act everything he's doing in front of her is a total act and she can't it it's a dissonance right it's a cognitive dissonance that we find ourselves where what were the red flags we see the glimpses from time to time are, are the truth they're they're telling us that what we're what's happening in front of our eyes is just a screen it's not it's a movie playing out it's not a real person and yet you're thinking there's no way a person can be this bad. There's no way a person can lie the entire time. There's no way this person can have uh, intimacy with you, right? And that's not real. It's not real, you guys, because narcissists are detached from their conscience. They don't. This, oh, I don't. I don't even know. You know the most scary thing to me. Um, yeah, serial killers are scary as heck, but what's also incredibly scary are the ones that Don't necessarily kill but they will destroy your life. Just like for, for you Dave where this woman comes in and takes $80,000 from you She she has no conscience like that. You are not a real person to her You're just a character within this movie that she's created that provides a source of income or or sustenance for her she doesn't see you as a person with a real beating heart with real thoughts with real desires with real uh, wants and needs she only sees herself as the star of the movie and everything and everybody else is a supporting actor supporting character to to their movie This is the. It is so much worse, you guys. I know. I'm probably, maybe even talking to people who who are saying, "No, this can't possibly be. This this is not true." I am seeing this over and over again, especially. Maybe not just especially, but most most of the time right now, I'm seeing it with politicians, because I'm getting politically involved. I'm seeing these politicians who act. Just like the narcissist and people who are unaware, like most of us, right, who interact with them actually believe that they're good people, actually believe that when they say something to us, they mean what they say. Uh, I just had another uh, event that I went to where we got to meet a bunch of candidates, but the people I was talking to have been involved for, I guess, in and out of the political scene. Uh, you know, more than the average voter. Let's say that, okay? They don't just watch commercials and then that's all they know of the ca- the, um, the candidates. They actually meet the candidates. They actually interact with the candidates. They go to events that the candidates are at. So, um, uh, so I'm talking to this one person that I've known for about ten years, and he's trying to convince me that no, he doesn't. Be- he doesn't trust. Certain candidates that we're talking about, the establishment candidates. He's like, Yeah, I don't trust them, but I think they're really nice. I think that they're good people. I'm like, Okay, if they're good people, why wouldn't you trust them? Right? Here's the dissonance, you guys. When we want to believe the best, when we cannot imagine someone is actually as bad as they are showing you to be, they have shown you to be, shown to you that they are untrustworthy. They've shown to you that they use people. They've shown to you that they lie, cheat, and steal. But when you interact with them, they're pleasant as anything. They look at you. They engage with you. They're present. They act as if, I mean, the thing about narcissists is they can be extremely present and not distracted. Because you know why? They're focused on their prey. When a predator is is focused on their prey, it seems like, oh, they're paying such good attention, such close attention. They're listening to everything you're saying. Hold on, you guys. Had to get a sip of my coffee. That is just predatory. Narcissists are predatory. And we take it as if we interpret it. Their attention, though, as if it's—they're um, enthralled with you, or they're interested in you, or they're—they're um, they're being considerate. We take it, we we put meaning to their attention to you, to us, as if it's a good thing, but actually, they're watching you. They're watching me. They're watching to see what we say so that later on they can play that so that later on they can use that oh my goodness you guys so good to see you guys hopping on bb scott's it been a while says who is the god of this world he has his many minions cluster b are people that are given over to the lord of lies yes oh my gosh you guys free spirit good to see you Yeah, right? Hold on, you guys. I'm just reading some of these comments. Basically, all social politicians are sociopaths or psychopaths. So what B.B. Scott says, you know what? The ones that are, yes, I mean, there are people who are now getting into it and starting to run because of the disaster that our world has become. They're tired of it, so they're trying to dethrone these psychopaths from their political, whatever you want to, you know, positions. There are people out there who are trying to expose the truth, so God bless them. Um, They don't even call themselves politicians. They're like, I'm not a politician. I'm running for these offices or this particular office, and I've met some really good people. And this is why I am involved now, because so many people are awake to the sociopath tactics. They're awake to the lies and the, the criminal activity that has been taking place for decades, you guys, if not longer, possibly over a hundred years. Actually, I know it's more than possible, but um, it's not the same characters, of course, who are here a hundred years later. They're just uh, grooming the next replacement for them. And I am watching this happen on a smaller scale in my town where the sociopaths are grooming the next crazy psychopaths to take their place. And this is where some people will say a narcissist is born this way. And I think some narcissists are groomed this way because some of these people who are coming on, they want to believe the narcissist. They want to believe the psychopath. They want to believe the politician who suddenly has taken a great interest in, in them, Who who's brought them into the fold of criminals that are running your town. They, they are training them to continue the contracts, by the way. This is why they do it. They groom these people to... Let me back up a little bit. Maybe you guys can see these fish. They like to go up to the top when I'm here because they think they're going to get fed. Aha, there we go. <laughs> so um they they act as if they're interested in the people they're grooming, right? And then the people that they're grooming can't see this. They don't they can't believe that this politician is a terrible person, is a liar, is a cheater, this politician who suddenly has taken such interest in them, who is showing them the ropes and and teaching them the ways, right? How to do things and then telling them that the Those who are telling the truth are the liars. Remember, narcissists, good is bad, bad is good. Up is down, down is up. A lie is the truth and the truth is a lie. This is how they live. That is what they live by. And their unsuspecting prey can't believe it. Cannot believe that a person can be completely this bad and invite them over for dinner. Meet their family. You know, meet their spouses, meet their kids. Um, they think that the politician that they are dealing with is a real person behaving as a as a good stand-up person, right? As an honorable, responsible, and yet they see the town falling apart around them. They see, like, hundreds of millions of dollars being spent, and the town is not, like, where is this money going? You know, the politician doesn't want an audit, doesn't want to tell you where the money is actually going you guys I I don't even know where to begin with all of this It's so I want to be as absolutely direct with you as I can but stupid censorship that goes on I have to dance around the way I say things which is so freaking frustrating so right there is telling you that the narcissists are controlling everything when you have to watch how you say something but then you see the other side They're able to say whatever they want, whenever they want, and smear whoever they want, anytime, And they're not censored. But if we should tell the truth, then we get censored. If we should point out who these politicians are and speak their name, we get censored. But they can smear and speak the names of people who are trying to expose them and say that those people are liars. For instance, um, Tina Peters. Look her up. But you're going to have to dig because the things that are um, allowed out in the narrative right now are all smearing her. So just look up that name, Tina Peter, Peters. Uh, you will find out the truth and you guys will have to dig for that one. Uh, go to alternate sites, go to Rumble and look her up, go to, uh, where, uh, Telegram and look her up, go to Signal, look her up. Go anywhere but the mainstream, and look her up, and to find the real story, her true story. And once you find her real story, you will be as disgusted as I am about what is happening in that, in that uh, theater of political crim- crime. You guys, uh, where am I going with all of this? It is just so much worse than you think, and people can't imagine. They just can't imagine that the narcissist that's in their life is a complete liar, and has no redeeming character. They they you know because we're we're empathetic, we're we're sympathetic, we have emotions, we care about people. So we can't imagine somebody who has no conscience. Somebody who everything they say and everything they do is a total lie. We cannot imagine that. We think that there must be some authentic emotion coming from them because we think, well, we've seen them very happy. We've seen them very sad or we've seen them very distraught. We've seen them crushed. We've seen them, uh, you know, with the rug pulled out from under them, like when they lose their job or when they're, you know, on their in, they have, they're on their last penny. <laughs> they, they have no more to their name. They're desperate. They need from you. Um, but you'll see them also turn. Like when you when you say something and push a certain button that you accidentally push, by the way, you mention something that they didn't expect you to see. They thought they had covered their real self completely. And then when you point this out, they will flip the heck out. They will, you will see some bizarre cloud come over their eyes as if now they are detached from their body this is this is their real state that's the scary part you guys that is their real state when they are detached from their body and then they see they don't even see you as a person you might as well be a lamp you're nothing so they can treat you whatever way they want and people have said when they saw their narcissist ex turn like this it was like they were possessed by something else you guys it is so much worse than you can imagine their reality is not reality their reality is a fantasy that they have to keep alive and if they cannot keep it alive because for one You're pointing out that it doesn't exist. Like for this one guy who says he's a principal or going to be an assistant principal, but then he wasn't. And then, you know, he's throwing this this wife one lie after another, after another. He's not really a yoga instructor. He doesn't really make the kind of money that he says he makes because he's not going to show her. He's not going to show her. He's telling her that he makes a certain amount of money. Now, if he's comfortable enough telling her how much money he makes, why can't he show her his pay stub? Right. What's the question here? So she's convinced herself, this is what people do though, sadly, sadly, and you have to watch yourself. She's convinced herself that this is normal. She's convinced herself that, you know, he doesn't want to show her the pay stub because, you know, there are things that she doesn't want to show him either. There's certain things that are private and, and, and you're not ready to share with somebody yet until you know them better. Well, he's already told her how much he makes. So how, how is showing her a pay stub? giving her more info, you know, any information that he hasn't already given her, except if it should contradict what he has given her, what he has said to her. You guys, do not compromise reality and what your sense of right and wrong is to fit the narcissist psychosis. If you do that, you will lose yourself. You will lose this $80,000 like Dave was talking about at the beginning, Dave, I am so sorry that you went through that. It is, this is why I do this channel, because I want you guys to recognize that the narcissist is far worse than you ever imagined. I mean, if you think about what Dave went through, um, say, you know, $20,000 into it. He's thinking, this is weird. How come I keep giving her more and more money and she's so sweet to me when she wants to be and she's flirty with me when she wants to be and she's giving me um, hope that we're going to be intimate one day and she's acting like, you know, and she tells me like she thinks about me when she's in bed, she she has phone sex maybe even with me and I'm just making this up, Dave. I don't know what you guys have gone through, but I know this has happened to other couples. And she'll, and this happens with the guy too, by the way. And she'll, um, you know, tell me that she can't be, he can't, can't live without me. And she, you know, she's desperate without me. And she has these emotional breakdowns where she's crying. And she, she looks like, you know, it looks like I'm the only one that she would ever go to. So $20,000 in. It's hard for you to believe like that this person could be lying to you. It's hard to believe that this person, this is all an act. It's hard to believe that this person is not attracted to you at all, even though she keeps telling you how attracted she is to you and how much she can't, you know, wait until you guys get married and she's just saving herself because she's making this commitment to her new God or whatever her new religion is. And, her newfound uh, set of morals, right? And you're like, and, and by the way, I'm not for jumping into bed anyway, but I'm not for like giving somebody twenty to $80,000 while they're lying to you. And it's hard to know that they're lying to you because you cannot imagine that someone with any conscience, with blood flowing through their veins could do this. But what we're seeing right now, if you look around, there are people who are killing people with a certain medication. And I'm not, you know, I can't say it. Isn't that sickening that we still can't say this two years down the road? And there are side effects, you guys. There are side effects to this thing. There are young people now who are having heart issues. 16 to 24-year-olds, their heart trauma and deaths have gone up 25%. And nobody wants to talk about this. Nobody wants to say... And let me tell you, people who are pushing this and knowing this, in our minds, we cannot imagine that they're doing it on purpose, right? In our minds, we cannot imagine that someone is rolling this out on purpose, knowing the devastation that's happening. So what do we do? We bury the facts. We bury the side effects. Let's not talk about the side effects. And in a sense, it's being censored anyway. It's kind of hard to find people to talk about that, with right. So that's why it's so important to go to these alternate places. Go to Telegram. Not kidding you. You start there, find a group, and then from that group you'll find other recommendations. Now, there's a lot of crap that's out there, by the way, where it's fake and they're uh, they're just trying to catfish you into some Phony scheme. Don't ever give anybody money. Know that for sure. Um, But they'll recommend to you certain books to read that will open your eyes. Oh, here's a book that will open your eyes Um, Over the Counter Natural Cures. Sounds pretty good, right? Like, sounds pretty normal. Over the Counter Natural Cures. I forget the name of the guy who wrote it. I wish I could remember it. I read it probably three or four years ago now. And this is a guy who used to work for a big pharmaceutical company, and he no longer works for them. And what he reveals in his book is eye-opening. Uh, start there because once you find, you start reading that, you'll find other people who who will recommend other things, other books, other groups. You will get plugged into the truth. Um, but back to, we just can't believe that people would do this on purpose. But when you read books like this. Another thing that's going on right now, you guys, is called The Truth About Cancer. Watch that series, The Truth About Cancer. It's um, They have smeared the couple that started this. Uh, it's an enterprise now, really, because more and more people are waking up. More and more people are watching this. They have a series that just started last night, and it's about The Truth About Propaganda. So get signed up for that. Go to their website, uh, get signed up for it. You don't have to buy anything. It's free, but it's only, um, let me see, they they release it, and it's free for 24 hours, and there are eight episodes, so every night for the next eight nights, starting last night, uh, they will release these episodes, and then you watch it. So we watched the first one last night, and uh, and if you're brand new to what's going on, I guess watch it from the beginning. If you're like me and you've been watching what's going on and you're pretty sure, you know, you're like, well, none of this is new. The first hour of it is kind of like, you know, very innocuous, very soft, uh, very, I don't know, um, not hard hitting, let's say. Maybe it's hard hitting for someone who's not awake at all. So the second half of it, they really start to get into it. Now, tonight's episode, I think, is going to be even more. And every episode after this is going to be like you are in the trenches now you are down that rabbit hole so i would recommend watching that if you want to know how bad a narcissist can be it is so much worse than you ever imagine so much worse but when you walk outside and you look at the you know your neighbors and you're interacting with people your coworkers you're thinking well it's not so bad everything seems pretty normal you know what happened in Nazi Germany? It seemed pretty normal until it wasn't. right? It seemed pretty normal when they were getting put into these ghettos, when they were being corralled up and told they have to move to a different location and close up their shops and, and now live within these uh, they're called ghettos. Now we call the ghettos like a, a broken down poor area, but that's the where the word ghetto came from, is when they corralled the Jews and put them into these uh, makeshift neighborhoods and, and crammed them into tiny little apartments and t- took their houses, took their shops, took their possessions. Seemed pretty normal, I guess, right? And, and it wasn't, it didn't happen all at once. It happened little by little by little. First, they weren't allowed to hold teaching jobs. Then they weren't allowed to um, go to certain certain stores or, or interact in certain areas. Then they weren't allowed to have their stores open. They couldn't have their stores. They had to. Then they weren't allowed to. Oh yeah, was it to hold certain uh, job positions? Then they had to actually abandon their homes and go live in this ghetto apartment neighborhood. And then they were corralled up on a train on boxcars to be taken to quote-unquote safer places because they're at war then they were told you know there is no food there isn't you guys normal i don't even know i know what to tell you um go back to when i was talking about the woman who is trying to tell herself now that this is normal this is normal that her husband doesn't want to share his paycheck like show her his paycheck so that she can see like okay he says he makes this much money he shows me the paycheck we're good right but now she's convinced herself that it's normal that he tells her how much he makes but he doesn't want to show her his paycheck like how how the heck is that normal that's not normal you guys she's convinced herself um the reason that people do this, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm already an hour over. How is this possible that I'm already an hour over? I may start a new, another live stream and continue this because I really don't want to go over an hour. So let me do that. I'm going to start a new live stream. Um, or, I don't want to start a new live stream, but I do want to. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm kind of indecisive this morning. I thought that I'd be able to get through all of this right away. Um Wow. I'm looking at what Dave's writing here. Aria, good to see you. Wow. Says, horrible. No one understands me. I was his caretaker and he played off my caring. He allowed me to go that far. I'm still struggling and I heard he's found a rich doctor. Wow. Yeah, exactly. They see us. And everybody around not just us by the way as tools to an end we're just a means to an end we're no more than a lamp to them and if the lamp is useful to them at that moment then they will carry that lamp around if the lamp is no longer useful to them or they find something better they will discard the lamp we are no more than that yes B.B. Scott says that yes they are possessed this is specifically called perfect, perfect possession is a type of spiritual oppression where the person gives themselves over fully to evil. Wow. BD guy, I, I, is that, yes, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. This is why we're just like, how can people, you know, I am, I've been telling people that these people who are leading our world right now, our country and our world, many countries, by the way. Are absolute psychopaths. They are. They have to be, in order to push what they're pushing. In order to push the toxins that they're pushing. In order to oh, I, oh. In order to um, not tell us the side effects of the toxins that they're giving us. In order to suppress and censor uh, doctors and scientists that are trying to speak out. In order to. To destroy the lives of truth speakers. That's a sociopath, right? That's a total psychopathic person. Um, Who, yes, I believe you're right. Has given completely over to evil. Yeah, Dave, she told me that she had morals. Exactly. That's what I was trying to tell you. So, yeah, I'm not tell you, but tell the whole group. They will get you to believe that the reason that they're doing things makes sense and then they make up some kind of lie that makes sense to them but to us we're like but it doesn't quite make sense it's not consistent and we have to listen to that we have to see where they're not consistent and then instead of bowing down and compromising truth like this woman did with the paycheck you know saying that she doesn't really need to see the paycheck I guess No, you do. You do need to see the paycheck. I would put full on say, the marriage is based on this. You show me the paycheck or this marriage is over. That's it. I mean, this is how easy, you guys, it is to catch a narcissist in their lie. And they will defend it to the death. Well, that's fine. You don't trust me. You don't trust this, this, this. And they'll go on and on. And they become desperate. And when a narcissist becomes desperate, they are even more dangerous so it's like you back them into a corner oh gosh you guys there's so much more i want to talk about so maybe we'll just talk about it all you know for this whole we're going to go on we're going to exceed the hour today so there's this other uh guy what was his name like the marathon man it's in the worst roommate ever that's the other series i had been watching the worst roommate ever so um marathon man this guy once he was pushed to the end of his rope where he had been stealing money from people, promising them, oh, we're going to invest in some properties, just give me some money, that type of thing. Then when it got to the part, point where obviously he's not investing any of their money in any property, uh, this guy, he lived in Chile. He pretended to be Palestinian, but he was actually Lebanese. He pretended that he was going to run and represent the Palestinian. So he got this Palestinian uh, group to support him and give him like $10,000, by the way. They raised $10,000 for him. And uh, he runs his marathon. And then he says, oh, I was disqualified. Made up some lie about how he got disqualified. Anyway, his whole freaking crazy story is he robs people of, or swindles people out of a lot of money, tens of thousands of dollars. And then when he was pushed, to a point where he had to put up or or come clean, right? Um, that's when they become desperate. He actually told one of his roommates, so he picks the one that he knows he cares the least for. <laughs> you guys, this is so sickening. He picks one of these roommates. So they lived in this hostel type. That's what it's called a hostel. It, it sounds weird, but it's a uh, like a um, a low rent place where young people can stay right? When they're visiting different countries. So they're in Chile and this woman, she's from Texas. She, she's in this hostel with him. She's gotten on his bad side, but then suddenly he's all charming again and nice with her. And he tells her, yeah, he's going to take her to see this property and everybody else in the, you know, all the other roommates are excited because they're like, yay. So he's going to go show her this property and he's going to, um, I forget what, you know, just so she knows it's real and all that. So instead of taking her to a real property, of course he doesn't, he takes her to this burned-down tire store, and he clubs her over the head, and she she goes unconscious. She wakes up. She's covered in motor oil, and she's wrapped in a tarp. He thought she was dead. She was actually choked and everything, too. So I guess when she went unconscious, he thought she was dead. Uh, she somehow wiggles her way out of this tarp, um because she wasn't actually buried she was just put behind piles of tires and other debris and things that were in the the store that was burned down right partially burned down so she she somehow makes her way back to her residence where all the other roommates are and he's there as well and this is his story to them before she got there was that Um, he doesn't know where she is that he went you know he went to take her to this property and and he ended up or maybe it wasn't the property that he was going to show her he was going to take her to go get the money that they had all given him because he said that uh, I guess they were all like clamoring for their money back since they're they're not seeing the property anyway whatever it was I can't remember you guys sorry about that Um, he tells her that he gave her all the money that they had given him And now she's disappeared and he hopes she's okay, you know. So now he's going to portray it as if she's run off with their money. This is when a narcissist is pushed into a corner and they have to put up what they've been saying. Like it's come to the end. Everybody's demanding their money or to see the property. And there's no property. So he can't show them a property because once they get there, they'll realize there is no property. Uh, And the property manager or the real estate person is going to be like, no, I have no down payment. So he can't do that. So what's the next best thing? He's going to pretend that he gave the money to one of the other roommates and, and then kill that roommate and then say, oh, that roommate must have taken off with all your money. When a narcissist is desperate and has been cornered like that, nothing is off the table for them. They will murder. It is absolutely insane. It's absolutely disgusting and horrible. You guys, so this guy is still out there. He's he's running around. He's under a new name. Find out. Do not get caught up with people. And he's so personable. He's so charming. And he knows how to play people. Because like I said, when a predator marks a prey, they are going to be all in. For that prey and the prey thinks that this attention that they're getting is charming and sweet and considerate and no one's ever treated them this way because you're the prey so the reality of it it is very horrid horrid absolutely horrid is that the narcissist does not see you or me or any of us as people worthy of life. Now, I want you to know that you are worthy, that you are so much more worthy than any narcissist out there. You and I are the kind of people who make this world a good world. Did you hear that? You and I are the kind of people who make this world a good world. So whatever you do, don't Allow what the narcissist has done to you, no matter how traumatic it was, to steal your life, any more of your life, okay? They may have taken part of your life from the past. It's okay now. You are away from them. You have a clean start. Imagine if you were caught in a snare and you could not get out of that snare and you knew that if you stayed, you would perish. Now that you're out of it, it doesn't matter what happened in that snare you are out of it you now have a life you now have more in front of you than you ever imagined you guys this is the good news the good news is once you get out of there you're going to have the opportunity to chance to meet other people like you and I we're out here we are you have to can you know learn to to recognize the red flags, right? And then don't lower your standards for people who have red flags all over the place. Don't convince yourself that you're not seeing the red flags. Don't convince yourself that the horrible things that they're doing, the inconsistent things that they're doing are normal. They're not normal. They're exactly what you think they are. They're inconsistent because they're lying. They're, they're not good. They're, Actually, evil. If the you know the outcome of what they're doing is evil, then they are evil. Okay? Don't just think like, oh, they must not really know and understand that the outcome of taking eighty thousand dollars from me would devastate me. No, she knew. She knew that taking eighty thousand dollars from you, Dave, would destroy you. Or at least she thought it would destroy you, and she didn't care. She didn't care. That's how much. They think of us. They don't care. They don't care what they take from us. They don't care how they treat us. They don't care. And once we understand how bad they are, we can walk away. This is why I've told you guys before. I know I'm so far over now. um, I'm going to leave you guys with something that you can actually do to get over them. And that is to make a list. Make a list of all the crap they put you through. Make a list of all the times they lied to you and then you caught them in the lie. Make a list of that. Do not make a pro and cons list, okay? This is not a pro list at all. This is only the cons, all the bad things that they have done. Because what you have to do is wake yourself up and make sure that you no longer fall for their lies, okay? This is why you need to look at the cons list. So every time you start to miss them and miss the times that they appeared as if they were good to you, they seemed like they were nice, they seemed as if they cared, um, every time you start to think about the, the good moments that you had with them, you bring out that list. You bring out that list and you memorize that list until it's an automatic list that comes into your mind that kind of slaps you awake from this reverie, this fantasy that you're you're missing of the, the I, I hate to even call them a person at this point, right? Of the narcissist that you were with. They're not a real person. So you guys, um, I have run completely out of time. I do want you to give you a couple more minutes to wrap up. I'm going to read some of your comments. Uh, yes, and my name is smeared as though I abandoned him while he was down. His family just believed him and smeared me harder. He moved all his furniture in just to leave us on the floor bare. Wow. That's area. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. They they take everything from us. Wow, Dave, you know why? Okay, this is the thing. Narcissists will lie to their uh, fan club and their flying monkeys about you. So they make up all kinds of crap about, they'll take advantage of you. And then they'll lie about you to other people who are their fan club. And then their fan club will attack you. Their flying monkeys will attack you. This is why you need to just cut everything and make a list of this, that she has done all of this. She, you know, can you imagine what she must have said to her mom? It's not going to be the truth. I can tell you that right now. Whatever she said to her mom is not the truth of what you are. She had to make you out to be some kind of a monster for her mom to call you that. Yeah, exactly, Aria. Um, Aria, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your name, but I hope that's how you say it. Um. yeah they walk around as if they're the victim oh my gosh so watch this series it's called married at first sight watch these crazy people and the way they manipulate the guy who says you know it's harder the one that talks about um, that lies about his profession being a, a principal it's harder to to detect those people although you can catch them easily like I was telling you you can Once you demand proof and they refuse to give you proof right there, walk away, cut your losses, move on. Um, the other guy who's enthralled with his hair, he keeps giving her breadcrumbs. He keeps, you know, a distance so that she can't see when his mask comes down. He can live an alternate life, uh, because he hasn't moved in with her. So he's probably cheating on her left and right everywhere, every way possible. And yet, uh, He can lie to her because he's only in front of her face a couple of hours or maybe even just 30 minutes a day. Who knows how how much they actually interact. So anybody can keep up a facade 30 minutes a day, right? That's, ah, it's horrible, you guys. So if you watch that, you can kind of start to see like, wow, these are warning signs. The more you watch these shows, um, the more you start to pick up on their tactics. They're absolutely, absolutely insane. Um, all right, man, I want to talk more about it because there's this other couple where the girl, she wants to uh, crush every dream of her husband, which is crazy to me. Like even the experts looking at her when she says this, like, uh, I don't like any of his dreams. Like what the heck? Then he needs to run. He needs to run as far the heck away from this girl as possible Is my, my thought. She seemed pretty normal. She seemed pretty good. She seemed pretty pleasant. But what I'm starting to see in her, so some people with these psychoses, it comes out, it doesn't come out right away. But when you start to see it coming out, pay attention to it, right? Don't just write it off and think, oh, that's just a once and done, you know, glitch in the road or whatever, bump in the road. It's not. This is who they really are. This is their mask coming down. This is them showing you who they really are. So watch for that. Make note of it. See if there are other things that they do that support and, and kind of uh, show you that this is a trend, right? Don't just write off like, oh, that's just one little thing. That's no big deal. She wants to crush this guy's every dream. That's a huge deal to me. Oh my gosh, you guys. I was, you know, talking to my husband today. And in fact, this guy's dreams is actually motivating me to go, wow, what are our dreams? What do we want to (laughs) do? Right. Uh, And this girl, all she wants is, I want to be married and I want to have children and I want to raise a family. Like that's her whole goal of life, which is, yeah, that's a good thing. And then his point is, you can have a family and have dreams too. Like having a family doesn't mean you can't have dreams, doesn't mean you can't. Uh, have goals that brings your family along with it It, you guys have to watch this you will be blown away anyway I am so far over my hour thank you guys so much for coming on Um, oh I'm so sorry area says he was I'm I'm a horrible wreck from karma hurting his first wife Oh wheelchair and all he healed He discarded me once he received money and was able to walk. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah, these people are horrible users and they do not see us as good people, as as real people, as individuals. Oh, you know what, Dave? Now I wanna stay on with you guys. Says And now I am so lonely and depressed with anxiety. I am also a chain smoker now. Hey, by the way, chain smoking probably saved you from uh, the virus, (laughs) if it is a virus, by the way. They're talking about that, how nicotine inside um, your body blocks this nicotine uh, receptor. Smokers have, yeah it's it's like the nicotine blocks this nicotine receptor that you have in your body that naturally would disperse this uh poison that they're they've given us. So anyway, I don't know. You can look into that. That's absolutely crazy. It's called Watch the Water. Of course, it's like um been mocked and and debunked if you will, quote unquote, but not really because we know who the real fact checkers are now. But um watch that uh, you're, you're actually better off that you you're, you're better off that you um, started smoking. I don't want to say that as a good thing but for now that might be a good thing. Um, but don't be a chain smoker yeah look into into something else that's more healthy for you. You said that you used to have muscle mass so maybe start doing that. Oh, I'll give you a, a little quick other thing um, to do. Start doing burpees, uh, that's amazing, by the way. Just start doing burpees uh, 10 in the morning, 10 in the afternoon, 10 at night, or just even once a day. Do 10. It's so good and invigorating. So, my husband and I started doing burpees, and we feel great. You know, it, I didn't realize. And once you do a few, you're going to want to do more because you're going to see, like, wow, I can do the first time you do it, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> but once you start doing them, you're going to feel so good that you're going to want to do more. So this is a good thing. And it, it provides good, it, it starts your body on good hormones, good adrenaline, good blood flow, so many good things happening inside of your body. So instead, by the way, instead of chain smoking, maybe start taking more vitamin C and hanging out in the sun. Do that. So instead of just stopping something or getting rid of something, you have to replace it with something good. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So maybe every time you feel like having a smoke, uh, start doing burpees. You'll be surprised how quickly your body responds to that, how quickly your body gets in shape. Yeah, I'm just reading here. Thank you, Free Spirit, for um, encouraging Dave and Ariel. Ariel. Uh, Oh, what are burpees? Okay, burpees, oh, you can look it up, by the way, but essentially what you do, let me see, jump up, like stretch your arms straight up, and, you know, so essentially imagine yourself doing just a jump straight up. So the best way to do it is to throw your arms up and jump, right? So jump as high as you can, and then when you come down to the ground, then, um, the first time I did this I had to like kind of slowly get into push-up position so get yourself into a uh, push-up position now I can jump up and jump down to the floor like drop to the floor on my hands and toes and do my my push-up so what you do is you jump up high then you come down to the floor and you get into a push-up position and you do a push-up and then once you do a push-up up and down and then you get back onto your feet and you you're from a squatting position now you jump straight up again when you stretch your arms up into the sky so when you do that jump and that's a burpee so jump up come down to the floor put your hands down to the floor kick your feet out behind you and you do a push up then you then you jump your feet back to your hands and you jump up to the sky again i, I don't know if you can imagine that so it's sort of like a long straight line you come down, put your hands to the ground right next to your feet. Jump your feet back behind you into a push-up position. Do a push-up. Jump your feet back to where you're, you know next to your hands, and then in that squatting position, you know, um, lift your hands off of the ground, and then start reaching for the sky. And and as you're going up, uh, you jump, you jump, and then when you come back down to the ground and you land back on the ground, then you do. You do a squat to the ground until your hands are on the ground, and then you jump your feet back behind you, and now you're in a push-up position again. So I hope that makes sense to you, but look it up. Those are so invigorating. So you can only do a few at a time. Start off with 5, start off with 10, start off with 20, wherever you are. um, You're going to see you're going to be able to do so many of these after even just a week. And it takes seconds. I am so, you know what, I should start a whole thing on exercising within seconds (laughs) because that is what I have. I have so many friends who won't even do a few seconds of exercise a day. I'm like, are you insane? And I watch their bodies deteriorate, which is sad. So I hope that they will start to do a few things. You know, it doesn't have to be hours of exercise, you guys. It's just a few seconds. It's amazing. So even these burpees, you know, let me see. How long does it take me to do 10? Takes about, what, 20 seconds? Maybe 25 seconds to do 10 burpees. That's it. 25-second workout. Can you get even better than that? So I used to tell people two minutes. Do a two-minute workout. Do lunges. Walk around. Oh, this is cool. My snails. See that? He just let go. Now he's floating down. <laughs> so funny. So, um, yeah, snails do that. This is a good snail. That's Gary, the snail, by the way. love him. He's a good tank cleaner. He's my most active snail. I have three in there. The other two, they look different. One's striped and one has a white pointy tip. Anyway, so you guys, That is all I want to share with you today. Um, Dave, I'm so glad that you're here. Write some comments to me in the back around this video and I will comment back and forth with you. Um, Yeah, so if you want to keep the conversation going. So thanks you guys for watching. Go ahead and subscribe, give me a thumbs up, Uh, share this with other people, or also watch a commercial once in a while. That really helps this channel. I appreciate you guys coming on here, and let's continue this conversation. I really would love to do this more than once a week. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to figure out where in my schedule I'm able to fit this in more than once a week so that we can continue to have this group. Yeah, I would like that too, Dave. So glad that you're here. Uh, if you want more conversation or um, to keep the conversation going, go ahead and comment. Uh, I also, let me see. Yeah, it's easiest if you do it on the newest newest um, video. All right. Well, you guys, God bless you. Remember that you are worth it. Nothing is over. Just jumpstart yourself. You can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. You guys, there's so much ahead for you. There's so much good things for you. And we're going to fight off the narcissist, by the way. We're going to fight off these crazy psychopaths who do not deserve I'm sorry, but they really don't deserve to be here. I'm sorry. It sounds so doomsday-ish. But um, if I could, I would drop them all off on an island and let them uh, do a survivor thing with each other and leave the rest of us alone. But it's okay. We we can live in this world and control it and take over. And there's so many good people that are stepping up right now. Get plugged in politically. I would suggest that. Find uh, out who your uh, real grassroots people are, if they're the establishment people who've um, been pushing for the same junk and who are lying about what's been going on around you, uh, oh, go watch 2,000 Mules. If they don't even suggest that you go watch that, um, they're the bad guys, okay? (laughs) They're the bad guys. Bad guys do not want you to pay attention to the truth, do not want to uh, admit to the truth. They want to avoid the truth. So anyone who's been avoiding the truth, they're the bad guys. And it's far worse than you think. It really is. It's far worse. Because if they can do that to you, um, imagine what kind of person it takes to do that, right? All right. So, you guys, blessings to you. Have a great week. And I will see you soon.